1: Welcome to the 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco 49ers Insider, Matt Mayoko.
2: The 49ers enter the bye week after experiencing their first victory of the season, a 31-21 win over the New York Giants. Rookie quarterback C.J. Bethard had his best game as a pro, throwing for two touchdowns and running for another. And he is my guest this week on the 49ers Insider Podcast. C.J. comes from a very interesting family. His father, Bobby Bethard, is a legendary football executive who is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a contributor. C.J.'s dad, Casey, is an accomplished country music songwriter with five number 1 singles to his credit, and C.J.'s brother, Tucker, is a singer and songwriter. I'll talk to C.J. about taking over as the 49ers' starting quarterback and his reaction to hearing the news from Coach Kyle Shanahan two weeks ago that the club had acquired Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade with the New England Patriots. After I talk with C.J., I'll discuss the current state of the 49ers with former Pro Bowl quarterback Jeff Garcia. But right now, here's my conversation with C.J. Bethard. Well, C.J., it's the, the bye week, the Monday after the bye. A lot of your teammates are probably have flights, getting out of here. I want to thank you for sitting down and, and joining me on the 49ers Insider Podcast.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
2: Now, do you have any plans? Are you going to be sticking in the area, or are you going to go
0: somewhere? I'll be here for a couple of days, and then uh, I'll leave on Thursday to go back to Iowa. I'm going back to the Iowa-Purdue game, so
2: so that will you be able to work do you work with coaches or you just kind of hanging out here for a while
0: uh i'll be here getting treatment um you know working out a little bit uh definitely watching some film but um Definitely going to take, you know,
2: a couple of days to kind of, you know, relax a little bit. And how is your body? I know you, you took some hits for a couple of weeks there. Sunday was a pretty good day. No sacks, only uh, a couple quarterback hits. How are you feeling physically? No, I feel
0: great physically. I mean, this is uh, you know, one of the the best games that I felt, you know, coming out, uh, felt, you know, really good after the game. Not too sore today. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, my thumb my thumb hurts, but other than that, you know, I feel really healthy. Well, you're holding the mic with your thumb. So That's was, right. I know. Yeah. Right? I. I. You
2: got to be able to throw with with your thumb too. I, you know, <laughs> I was able to do that, so it's not too bad. And one of the things I heard about you was, you know, even during the time in training camp when you weren't getting, you know, all the reps and first part of the regular season, was that you spent a lot of time in that virtual reality room. Mm-hmm is that something that you had done before or is this something new since coming to the 49ers? No,
0: it's something new. I'd never, uh, you know, even tried it until I got here to the 49ers. You know, no, no nobody had it in co- in college and, um, it's some, you know, it's an extra tool to help you get better. And especially when you're not getting those reps, the, the first team reps, um, <clears throat> like it wasn't in, in camp. And then early in the year it's nice to watch it from kind of a, yeah, you know, a first-person perspective um, and kind of get those reps as much as you can.
2: Can you explain a little bit about what, what it is and what it enables you to do?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, um, I mean I'm mean, i sure you've seen the, uh, the, the virtual reality headset things where you can watch movies, you turn your head around, and it's like you're there. Um, we have a guy that, that sets a tripod up at, at practice uh, at every team period and right behind the center, not right behind the center, uh, right behind the center but 15 yards back. And behind um, the quarterback, yeah, fifteen yeah. yards back, so yeah. it doesn't get in the way of practice, um, and it kind of sits there, and you can kind of visualize things. You know, when you watch film, it's from a you know higher bird's eye view, and and, and when you're wa- when you're doing the virtual reality, it's more of you know in the pocket, kind of seeing uh, exactly what the quarterback's going
2: through. So you can virtually go through your reads and. And read defenses and do everything that you can do when you're out there, except for the physical taking your drops and throwing the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, it's not it's not near getting the reps, but it's as the closest they have to it right now um, with this modern technology. Um, I mean, I, I definitely you know like it, uh, but but you know, I'm old fashioned at the same time. There's nothing like watching just film on practice on
2: games right. and, uh, at the same time since you're game reps and practice reps have increased? Has your virtual reality time decreased? Um, I'd say it has
0: decreased a little bit, um, but I I definitely get in there every week and and watch it. I mean, during camp, uh, I I usually did all the reps that Brian was getting. I would get in there and and watch those. Um, But it is nice when you're actually getting the reps in practice. Uh, But I still do look at it uh, each week.
2: You know, the word on you is that, you know, you're a bright guy. You've, you know, you've been around the game of football. You know the game of football. Has there been anything in particular since you made that transition from college to the NFL that is kind of, you know, maybe you weren't prepared for? You didn't really realize just how big of a jump it was?
0: Um, No, there's
2: nothing really
0: that stuck out to me. I mean, obviously, I knew going into it that it was a big jump. It's the best of the best in the entire world. The speed of the game is a lot quicker. That's for sure. Um, defenses do you know disguise coverage is better and um, guys are just smarter out there guys that you're you're playing against are, are better players and um, n- nothing that's jumped out to me that I wasn't prepared for I, I knew that going into it that that would be the case but um, you yeah, know I've definitely learned a lot over the past you know nine ten weeks and we uh, will
2: continue to learn. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, just how this season is going and, and you guys heading into the bye week with a victory. But I wanted to touch a little bit on your family. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody knows uh, that your grandfather is uh, up for the the Hall of Fame, and and he'll certainly be getting my vote mm-hmm. uh, right. on the Saturday before the the Super Bowl. Awesome. Um, how? I mean, at what point in your growing up did you realize that your grandfather Bobby Beathard? Is a you know a legend when it comes to being an NFL executive.
0: It's it's funny because uh, you know I talk my brothers and growing up, we just grew up around it being at the Chargers facility, the Atlanta Falcons facility, being around guys like Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison, and kind of growing up in it, going to practices, being in the locker rooms. Um, we yeah, you know, I didn't even know who my grandpa was. Just knew that he had the hookup to go to the Chargers practice today. You know, we didn't know. I guess we knew he was a GM. I didn't know what the heck that meant back then when I was young. I think more towards high school when I got into high school, uh, you know, I started realizing like how big of a deal he was and how you know great he was at what he did. And you know, people told me all the time, "Hey, your grandpa's a legend. Your grandpa's a legend." But I I just knew him for the great grandfather he was to me. I never looked at him like a coach, a GM. I never wanted his. Hey, grandpa, what do you think? What's your uh, um vision on me as a player he's a loving grandpa just like anybody else's grandfather is to them and that's the thing i you know i love about him the most
2: are there super bowl rings around or you know at the at his house or is there anything um yeah who who was that who popped by joe joe staley Staley. okay perfect yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) no uh yeah no he he actually he's got seven seven rings and um you know four winning rings four he's won four super bowls and and uh so they're at his house and i've gotten to try those on and and uh, look at them all and they're all so cool they're all there's a multitude of teams there's a a dolphins one on there red a couple redskins chargers um and then uh the chiefs one when he's a scout with the chiefs so they're just all really cool to look at
2: and you have you ever even when you're at iowa did you ever say hey grandpa would you mind watching my film and telling me what you think no, no, I never, it.
0: never really. No, I mean, obviously, he always would say stuff, man. You're, you're gonna be great. You're, the, uh-huh. you're, you're doing a great job. I think, you know, this, that, but never got into the fact like hey, you need to work on this, you need to work on that. Um, yeah, he just told me he would tell me things that that some of the greats did, and I, luckily enough for me, I was able to be around. You know, my favorite player, of all the Junior Sayo, and, and see how he worked, and my grandpa would tell me what he did, the, the work ethic he did, and the kind of guy he was and how, you know, everyone looked up to him and everyone respected him and, and that's just how I wanted to, to be. And, and, um, you know, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid.
2: I mean, you've been around celebrities your entire life, mm-hmm. you know, in, in mostly, I guess, probably in the, the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you grow up in Nashville? i did yeah yeah Yeah. and so your your father casey tell tell everybody what what your father does
0: yeah my dad is a country music songwriter um so he he's you know written a lot of hit songs in nashville that i'm sure uh you know if you're a country music fan you've heard
2: kenny kenny chesney yeah kenny chesney billy ray cyrus george
0: Strait. eric church george Strait. um he's written you know, a lot of hits, that's for sure. He's, he's one of the best in, you know, in the business at what he does.
2: And he's two-time songwriter of the, the year. Yep. So did you – I mean, so you saw these people. You saw these mm-hmm. uh, music legends and did it – any any carryover, anything that you could see like the crossover? I mean, you have a, an athletic family. You have a music family. Your, your brother Tucker's a, mm-hmm. a star, too. Is there any crossover? Is there anything that you can kind of connect the dots of the similarities between, you know, the entertainment, business, and football?
0: Um, I think, you know, there's definitely some similarities. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work to get to where you are, no matter what you are, whether you're a songwriter, an entertainer, a football player, whatever it is, and you you don't get there just by luck. And I think that's one thing I learned from my dad. My dad started – he moved to Nashville with no no money, no nothing – um, moved to Nashville. He, he worked at the Bluebird. It was his, his first mm-hmm. job. He was washing dishes. He was a dishwasher at the Bluebird. That's where everybody. Gets it's like discovered, like the, right? the biggest. Uh, yeah, it's one of the biggest. You know, people go to Nashville. They want to go to the Bluebird. It's a big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a writer's play there. Artists play there. It's a you know laid back. It's a cool thing. And um, and then some nights they would have open open mic night. Or my dad would go up and, and and play some of the stuff that he played. And and that's what he did. Uh, some of the stuff he wrote. And that's what he did for a long time. And then finally got a break, uh, and got a, a cut from a Kenny Chesney cut, um, uh, one that no one would know, um, and then they just kind of started piling up, stacking after that, and, uh, and I think that's where it, the biggest thing is just working hard, and, you know, my brother Tucker's been working his butt off for the last, you know, he, ever since he was a kid, he, he was so talented, um, an artist, and he's working, you know, his butt off now trying to try get an album out there, and, I think that's that's how it is, and if you want to be successful at anything,
2: are you musically inclined at all?
0: Uh yeah, I actually play the guitar. Yeah, me and uh, my two brothers, Tucker and Clay, we had a, a rock band growing up where we played some uh, some fundraiser type things, some charity deals. I I played guitar, I was a singer, and Tucker played drums, and my other brother played guitar also, and. We wrote our own stuff and uh, you know played it, played it a few times. It was awesome. Is
2: there anything on YouTube that we can we can find?
0: I don't know. There might be from from a middle school talent show that I think is on YouTube. Yeah, Dan's, and Dan, Dan's I was over saying, here saying yes. Yeah, there's I, stuff I, I've out seen there. Seen that a couple times, but I, my mom's got the videos of of the other shows. Um, I, I don't know if she could find them. But uh,
2: yeah. was there ever a point where it could go either way? I want to be you know, the music is my profession or sports is my profession?
0: Yeah. I mean, there was a point where, um, that I knew that I thought that, you know, my dad was a really good, uh, support, you know, he had an kind of an end to music w- with us. And he, he told us if we, me, Tucker and Clay, if we found a bass player, um, and put together a, a list of five songs that we mm-hmm. wrote and, were good good enough written songs that weren't a waste you know a waste of time. He would take us to the studio and and record them and, and see where that went. But you know, football has always been my passion growing up. Yeah, you know, I love playing playing music, playing the guitar. But um, there's nothing like being able to compete and the feeling of winning and, and then the opposite feeling of losing. It, it makes you want to win that much more. And and you, you get that you know, an adrenaline rush. You know, doing shows and and playing music. But it's, it's it's different, and you know I, I just always want to play football.
2: Have you ever been starstruck by anyone you've met, or is, is it just kind of like it's um, p- part of who you've been growing up that you see the, you know these famous people? Yeah, no, I don't think
0: I've uh, yeah I don't think I've ever been starstruck. Uh, yeah, I've been around a lot of you know people, but uh, famous people in my life. But at the end of the day, you realize they're just they're just people at the same time, you know and. You know, we all die and go to heaven. You know, they're 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 nothing different. You don't get anything uh, better in heaven because you were famous. You know, it's it's all about you know how you are on on earth and how you treat people.
2: I I don't want to put you on the spot here because I know these are politically charged times, mm-hmm. but very strange or I don't know. It was just kind of weird. You know, uh, back in January mm-hmm. when. Donald Trump yeah. singles you out and calls you the next Tom Brady. Yeah, Did that no, that yeah. had to have just completely caught you off guard.
0: No, that was cool. I mean, it was anytime somebody says something like that and uh, you know, comparing you to the, you know, the greatest of all time is, is cool. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it was nice of him to say, but um, you know, that, that was I thought it was pretty cool. Uh,
2: and so you you come to the. To the NFL, um, under the radar for a lot of people, I think, mm-hmm. because you know, at, at Iowa, you weren't throwing the ball around 50 times. Yeah. You, know, you weren't putting up the ungodly skit stats that a lot of these guys are. Mm-hmm. So, d- did that. Did that, that work to your advantage that you were in that kind of pro style offense and you weren't, you know, it was, it was an offense that, that more closely resembles what you'd be playing at this level?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's what I looked for coming out of high school. I wanted to play in a, a system that was a pro style system. Uh, that's that's one thing, a tip I did get from my grandpa, actually. He's, he told me um, if you want to play at the next level, you'd be better off going to a, a place where they have a pro style offense, just because, I mean, it's so hard to judge things and and scout things when you're in a spread offense where you throw it all the time. I mean, there's so many offenses where they, it doesn't matter who you put in there, they're gonna throw for, you throw the ball 60 times a game, you're gonna throw for a ton of yards and some touchdowns. But I think being able to play in a, a system where you break a huddle, you call the play, you're under center, um, you're making checks to the line of scrimmage, and I think that really helped me, in the, and has helped me in the long run.
2: And you've you've already experienced a lot of the business side of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you you won a spot, uh, beating out in essence Matt Barkley mm-hmm. um, for a roster spot, and then you know the Forty Nineers made the decision to go with you mm-hmm. um, over Brian Hoyer in that that game against Washington. Um, what was that like for you to be in that mindset? I and mean, it's been a long time since you've been on the bench for games yeah. or on the sideline for games to to be able to to step in in a moment's notice and become, you know, the the guy the the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big part about you know being a pro um, is just being ready at all times. When you're when you're a backup quarterback, backup any position, you know you're a play away. So you have to prepare throughout the week like you're like you're going to start, and you know you're luckily. Uh, Watching a week, I you know I prepared that way as if I was going to be the guy because you were play away, um, and you know I was able to go into that game and um you know and you know unfortunately we didn't get the win but uh you know and, and from that point on uh, you know the practices have been different I and mean, getting the reps in practice which has been nice but um, you just got to prepare when you're when you're the number two guy to to
2: be ready at all times. And now you're the number one guy, and then two Mondays ago you get a phone call from yeah. from Kyle. Yeah. Uh, tell me was that on your cell you could see it was kyle calling mm-hmm. What what was that phone call like
0: um i mean obviously it was uh you yeah, know it was my first taste of the whole business side of things so you yeah, know at the end of the day, nfl is a business and um yeah was i was I a little shocked at first like, yeah i mean I, I you we're was. talking about the the trade yeah the trade before
2: traded uh to acquire jimmy garoppolo
0: yeah um was i shocked at first yeah but um you know, I had good conversation with Kyle you know, all week throughout that. And, you know, he said, you know, made it clear it had nothing to do with the, the previous weeks. It was just an opportunity to make, you know, the, um, the team better and make a, qu- a quarterback room better. And and there's nothing better than, you know, good competition. And you know, I think competition brings out the best in anyone. And uh, not only anyone, but, you know, Jimmy, he's a good guy. Uh, you know, I, I said this before, but it would be different if he was – a guy that was, you know, cocky and you know, a guy that nobody liked. But that's not the case. He's a nice guy, and uh, it's been it's been cool getting to uh,
2: work with him. So this was before the news broke that that the trade had gone down. That you heard it. I mean, you heard about a first through Kyle. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. And so, does does he? I mean, he calls you to make sure that your first thought, you know, and you're hearing it from him. So before you could even think, is this an indictment on me? He tells you it's not yeah uh, yeah so yeah. that eases your mind right away
0: yeah definitely and i trust him and i believe him and i mean we had meetings uh one-on-one meetings uh, weeks before that uh just kind of talking about um going into the next week this was before the whole jimmy thing happened um and there were really positive meetings and, and you know good stuff went on so i, I trusted that what he said and um uh, know, yeah, i believe in him him and
2: john do you do you think ahead to next year or even, you know, after the bye week about what your role is and, and how do you and Jimmy work together and is there competition? I mean, how, how do you view that?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I don't really look that far. Definitely not the next year. Uh, I'm really just focused on right now is kind of relaxing. It's bye week It's nice to have a couple of days off and unwind a little bit, but, um, the, you know, our next game is Seattle and, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna do my best to to help the team win and give our tell the best chance to win. And, and yeah, I trust you know Kyle's decision and and John's decision. And uh, you know, I want to help this team win and, and get more more wins down the road. And I'm just gonna keep going to work and trying to get better. I think uh, you know, I've learned a lot the last four weeks and got better as a player and uh, I just want to continue to work and get better.
2: Well, you guys did win on Sunday uh, against the New York Giants and you had a, a very good day throwing, running, everything. Uh, There's one of your teammates that um, I, I don't know how he showed up to the game yesterday, mm. uh, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Um, did you, I think you rode in the same bus as, as Marquise. I did, did yeah. you know what was going on? I had no
0: clue, man. It, it's, uh mean, yeah, that's, Shows a lot about who he is man he's he's a great dude and uh, the fact that he was able to overcome that i mean the night the night before i didn't even really he he probably didn't sleep i mean I'm sure he had gotten no sleep the night before and and went out and and played and you know there's a lot of guys in that situation that you know wouldn't have been able to do that, but he showed a lot to us the the fight the 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 tough guy that he is um you know just you know my prayers have been with him and his family and um yeah, you know, I yeah, you know, I can't even imagine going through that, but yeah, he's just a, a genuine dude, and it was it was awesome to, to have him have that you know big
2: touchdown like that uh, there. Did you find out about it during the game or before? I didn't or during find out it?
0: until after the game. Really?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know until after the game. Um, and you yeah,
0: it was it was sad when I found out. And,
2: and so I mean, even I mean the the long I mean the, everything came together on that long pass, the eighty three mm-hmm. yarder to Marquise. The blocking up front was great. The blitz pickup from uh garrett and and carl carlos was great great throw great catch broke a tackle um and then you know when you watch the replay you see what he did after he crossed the goal line Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean it it breaks your heart to see you know how he responded or just you know the how much it meant to him Uh, and for you to be part of that has to no, it was
0: awesome i think it meant a ton to him and, and you see that when he crosses the goal line and he just kind of release. it's like he releases all the, he just releases, it and it's, it was an emotional moment for for him especially, and and now knowing what he went through the night before, that's, you know, I'm glad I was a part of that, and and the way that play worked out, like you said, Carlos and, and Selleck did a great job picking up the, the, the blitzes there, and, and the line gave me time, and Marquise did a great job finishing the play, and you know he deserves that and
2: you yeah, know I'm, I'm really happy for him and so the, you get the win kyle Shanahan's first win a lot, a lot of fun in that in that locker room oh, yeah. after the game how exciting was it to be part of that and see you know i'm sure nobody in that locker room expected it to be week 10 before mm-hmm. you get their first win but to finally have that release
0: oh that's awesome man it was you know a great feeling there's nothing like you know winning and anything and Getting that win, you know, yesterday was was a great feeling, great, great for Kyle and John and, and and this team, and it just shows the fight that these guys have. I mean, yeah, it hasn't been a great year so far. We've been so close, and the fact that we go go out to work and no one bats an eye, no one uh, on the team is doubting what's going on, and we all trust the process, trust coaches, and in each other, and and that's that's what this team's about does it
2: give you guys even more enthusiasm for you know to come back after the bye week and, and finish this thing off with uh your final six games
0: yeah i mean we've got six games left and we want to we want to finish the season off uh you on the right note and um i think you know that was a good start uh obviously getting this win and you know we want to get you know a lot more wins here um, before the season's over and you know our next opportunity is seattle and um, you know, we're going to give it everything we got
2: to beat those guys. All right. Well, CJ, enjoy your bye week. Enjoy watching your alma mater play. Is it at Purdue or at Purdue? It's home. It's, it's home. Okay. Yeah. So enjoy your, your bye week and uh, good luck the rest of the season.
0: Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
2: A big thanks to CJ Bethard for joining me on the 49ers Insider Podcast. And now we talk to former 49ers Pro Bowl quarterback and current NBC Sports Bay Area analyst, Jeff Garcia to break it all down. C.J. Beathard played an outstanding game. He really he played well. Completion percentage, made the throws down the field, did everything you'd want, avoided sacks. Kyle Shanahan has a decision to make you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo. will be around another couple of weeks. 49ers don't play until November 26th. What do you do? Jimmy Garoppolo stay on the sideline now, ride the hot hand. How do you think they play this?
1: Yes, that's going to be an interesting decision by Coach Shanahan. Uh, To me, I, I look at how my young quarterback played today, and I like what he did. I liked how he utilized his feet, his athletic ability. I liked his timing. His accuracy was on point. He's continuing to evolve in the system. He's maturing on a weekly basis. He's taking his licks but keeps getting back up and just battling. And you like having that type of mentality on your team and that type of guy in your locker room. And so I don't think you can necessarily take that away from him right now, especially since you have another quarterback that's still learning. He's still in the process. And I think that at some point, and whether it's Seattle or the next week, you start to sprinkle in opportunities for Jimmy, but I don't, I don't think you're forced to start him right now. I think you wait until your situation is even better with him mentally and physically.
2: I bet you love this because Beathard scored the touchdown, kind of you know put the 49ers up by a couple scores, hurt his hand, but did not want to come out of the game because he wanted to take snaps in victory formation. You got to be able to appreciate a guy who's, I'm not coming out of the lineup. I want to be on the field when this game ends.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we saw him getting worked on, looking at his right thumb on his throwing hand. And uh, Jimmy got up and started warming up and you started to wonder, is this the time where the change happens and, uh, good for CJ though, to, to battle through it and, uh, stay in the game and, and finish the game. And, and yes, I mean, he's a young man, but he's been around the game his entire life and having it in his family. And he knows what it takes to win football games. And he knows that, uh, there's been some adversity and some struggles and some battles, but you got to keep fighting. And that's what he does
2: so the 49ers have the bye week their bye week and like you mentioned young team a lot of these guys haven't experienced victory before as a veteran how do you approach bye week you know you've you've been through a lot of bye weeks what's the mindset uh, both you know in the in what you want to do physically during a bye week
1: well you really got have to let your body recover in a lot of ways but that being said this is a physical game and You get a mindset, and you work on that mindset week in and week out, and you know you have to step up to the challenge. I almost was not a fan of bye weeks, and I understand that because of the physicality, you need that break, and it's probably good for you, but you have a mental toughness that you've built up throughout the season. You don't want to lose that edge, and not to say that it's going to happen in just one week. I think with this team and being a young team – They need to learn how to handle this time off and, and do it constructively. Uh, I think a lot of guys will head back home and see families and those sort of things. And, and that's fine. But don't lose sight of your body and taking care of your body. Hey, get your workouts in. If you're going to a 24-hour fitness in your hometown or whatever it may be, then that's what you have to do because it's important to keep that edge going. Don't lose sight of that because, hey, there's still a lot of football left to be played in the remainder, remainder of the season.
2: It's got to be great for Kyle Shannon to get that first win. And you were able to talk a little bit to Kyle after this game. You've known him for years. Uh, What's kind of your, you know, kind of reading him today, uh, how he
1: handled this win, how important it was for him to get that monkey off his back? Sure. He, he, He was excited. You could tell he was excited. He appreciates the support that he's been getting through this difficult time. Uh, They also realized that this was not going to be an easy fix, that they were going to go through the transition, that they were going to go through some bodies and, and they've had to go through a lot more bodies than I think he anticipated. And I asked him about that. You've got, uh, you've had a lot of young guys that are getting reps out there that you didn't think would probably getting reps, right now but it's it's lending to great experience for those guys and i think he's getting an opportunity not that it's the one that he wanted but he's getting to see a a lot of different faces play the game and whether those guys will be able to be a part of this team in the future or not i mean it's an interview process and so uh, i think it is a huge weight off his shoulders uh you know i'm sure there's not a lot of sleep going on in that facility right now especially with the coaching staff so hopefully he can get a little bit of a break this week and then uh, get back at it to grind out these last six weeks and get some more wins
2: where do they go from here What, what do you want to see from them after they come back from the bye
1: well hey continue to compete at a high level i mean i think that's one of the things that you've seen this young team they've battled every single week whether they were capable of overcoming the challenge in some of these games they've continued to battle and i think they've continued to learn how to compete and play together and and better themselves you know defensively i thought they did some good things today you have some young defensive backs that are back there still probably missing some assignments and and not always aligning properly but they're competing they're getting after the football and uh they're going to create more turnovers they're creating pressure they're they're doing some things foster playing a full game we didn't see him go down on the ground today which was a good thing and you heard his name being called an awful lot because he's a playmaker he's in on plays he's active and that's great to see so you know with this team and 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 the young faces and 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 the growing up hey i just want to see him continue to improve and eliminate the mistakes the 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 dumb penalties uh the the attention to detail which is always talked about in football locker rooms continue to hone in on that because that's going to help you win football games being uh 66% on third down helps you win football games being a 70% passer in completions helps you win football games those sort of things are contributing and r- rushing for over 100 yards as a team is is going to help you win football games
2: all right, Jeff, and I will see you back here November 26th when the Seattle Seahawks come to town. Sounds great. Let's do it.
1: The 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com.
0: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.